This is a preview of the third part of how to create a glitch in the matrix, the telescopic world. The first two books are how to create a glitch in the matrix, the complete series and the second is how to create a glitch in the matrix, exegesis of synthesis. The second half can be found on Amazon. This book, entitled, The Telescopic World, is a follow-up to the first two parts and explores the topic of how reality is structured according to the telescopic effect. It will incorporate topics from the first two parts, integrating them into the discussion. I won't go so far as to rehash the contents of those two books, except as absolutely necessary, and will assume that the reader has a basic knowledge of those books, which they will bring to the reading of this part. Chapter 1. To start off, every social exchange is the interplay of nine dialogues occurring on nine distinct plates of intersection. These dialogues represent the nine fractures of our conscious perceptions, which are integrated through each exchange with another person. We aren't ordinarily aware of these nine dialogues, which are complete and fulsome dialogues, complete with all the associated affectations of expression. In other words, each plate represents a full and complete universe of expression. The fragmentation of the plates does not reduce each level of expression to a single linear form of expression but is defined by a linear narrative. To explain, imagine that each time you meet a person in public, you are having nine different conversations with them at the same time, each one described by a different narrative, with themes and objects. These nine dialogues produce changes in behavior corresponding to your receptivity to the dialogue. Now, each of these narratives is defined by some affirmational narrative. These affirmational narratives thus generate changes in behavior, or more precisely promote the expression of an impulse. There are two ways that one can respond to these affirmational narratives. One, a person can accede to the affirmational content of the narrative and express the corresponding narrative as an unconscious change in behavior. Two, one can reject the affirmatory narrative producing a dissonant consensuality where your experience is parsed off from the conjoined consensuality represented by the integration of the nine dialogues. To return to basics, the nine plates of expression, corresponding to the nine narratives are described by the below diagram. Now, in the complete series, we talk about how every intersection between two people represents the intersection of these nine plates, such that the higher phrase is the lower. In other words, an intersection in the plate of the hands is preceded by an intersection in the plate of the face. Just as, an intersection in the emotional plate is preceded by an intersection in the archetypal plate, etc. This means that the direction of causation of events is constantly proceeding downward within the spatial plates. This means that causality possesses a distinct direction within the plates of the mind and spatial plates than it does in the external world. Now, in the complete series we also talked about how the celestial rhythms shape our bodily rhythms, which are the foundation of our integration within the system as a whole. This idea was that our bodily rhythms are conditioned by the stars, the sun, even the rotation of the earth. This conditioning means that in an ordinary, integrated, state we are subject to the conditioning of these rhythms. In the complete series, we write that, the lesson we learn from these thoughts is that the rhythms or patterns of nature localize gateway formation or give precedence to local over global streams of experience but they also produce trends because of the distinct manner by which these trends flow through the milieu of the earth. The manner of involvement of these rhythms in the intersection of minds on earth is to fragment or localize experience. This of course makes sense, because if the world was flat and powered by an artificial source of light directly above it, we would all have the same experience of time, light, darkness, season, etc. In that case, the unification of our minds through common experience would create a uniformity of reality unlike the one we currently have. More importantly, it is this localization of experience through the action of the various celestial rhythms that makes glitching possible through local action. It is dimension that gives consciousness the appearance of division, not anything intrinsic. Consciousness in a dimensionless universe would be unified. In other words, the direction of causation in the rhythms of the universe is inverted. It flows outward from global to local. The direction of causation within the rhythms or plates is inward, 
and globalizes experience. This dichotomy can be understood in the below diagram, which shows the manner by which causation is oriented by the juxtaposition of the celestial rhythms and the spatial plates. From these foundational thoughts, we can explore the concept of the telescopic world in detail. Chapter 2. The telescopic effect documents the link between the general, that is the objects of consciousness for the global actor, and the particular, that is the objects of consciousness for the local actor. The idea is a manifestation of the discussion set out in the last chapter, namely, that local action has global consequences, when it follows from negation of an affirmational narrative. Let me explain. If we understand that the state of integration, representing the natural top-down architecture of this system, wherein the celestial rhythms localize experience and the spatial-slash-emotional plates globalize it, generates the natural impulse. And we understand that our intersection with others produces an affirmational impact on our expression of impulses, we can see that the conditioning of the bodily rhythms by the celestial rhythms produces a link between the objects of consciousness locally and those globally. More precisely, the ordinarily top-down nature of the system is described by the conditioning of our bodily rhythms and our accession to the affirmational, integrating narratives of others. In rejecting that conditioning, through the methods described in the complete series, one is undermining the ordinarily top-down nature of the feedback loop between the objects of consciousness in the general and the objects of consciousness for the local actor. In effect, you must imagine that tied to your action are a series of lateral alters. These lateral alters are other people who exist currently in the world. These lateral alters are described by a particular worldview. This worldview is like the address of an individual within the social system. It describes their affirmational and negating narratives. It describes their orientation to the objects of consciousness in general. But more precisely, the global manifestation of those narratives are present within the life of the global actor. While in the life of the local actor, these narratives are nascent, incipient, describing the interrelation between an individual and his intersubjective neighbors. A lateral alters objects of consciousness in the global, represent symbolically the actual objects of consciousness in the life of the local actor, that is, the particular. Which is to say, that there is a feedback loop between the global objects and the local objects in the manner by which the local actor and global actor relate to them. In other words, let's say that you have a lateral alter who is an investment trader. Let's say that that investment trader is a prominent one. His or her choices within the realm of his or her profession in relation to the objects of consciousness are made manifest in your objects of consciousness in the local, in accordance with the manner by which you relate to those objects. In the ordinary course, this feedback loop is top-down, which means that your objects of consciousness will mirror as symbolic representation the objects of consciousness, within the life of the global actor. But, it is possible to reverse this effect, through the deconditioning of the bodily processes to the celestial rhythms. In other words, by practicing the methods described in these books, one can reverse the direction of causality from local to global. This means that the manner by which the local actor relates to their objects of consciousness alters the manner by which the global actor relates to theirs. The example given in the complete series is instructive in this regard. In that example, the teacher in a classroom uses the allegory of emptying your cup to describe the manner by which one must empty your mind of preconceptions and open it, to accept new knowledge. This esoteric allegory is described as the reason for the intersection of the students in the classroom that day. Thus, the direction of causation proceeds from the global to the local. That is, the students all woke up on time that day, the buses were on time that day, all because the allegory of the cup was used by the teacher to explain their lesson. Now, this principle means that the local actor's decisions, a manifestation of their relation to the objects of consciousness, and their response to the affirmatory narratives of the system, are in the ordinary course a reflection of a particular expression of meaning, or orientation to the global objects of consciousness. But, that natural order can be reversed by undermining the integration of those narratives into one's life, 
by rejection of them in principle, or by eliminating the natural conditioning of the bodily rhythms by the celestial rhythms. Chapter 3. Now, how does the system react when you reverse the natural progression from global to local? The answer is by compelling integration. The manner by which this occurs is through the creation of experience channels described by displacement. In practice, what this means is that the physical territoriality, the social autonomy, of the actor is undermined through spatial displacement of their ability to project there intentionally. Or more precisely, the actor is repeatedly cycled through a reoccurrence of the choice to act on their impulse. If they choose to negate the impulse, the experience channel relegates them to a cyclical pattern which promotes the choice reoccurring. But that freedom of that choice is a false one, for in creating this cyclical pattern of affirmation, the actor is compelled to choose to express their impulse further to the affirmational narratives of each intersection. Thus, the occasion of an experience channel in response to negation reveals the true limitations on freedom created by a system which is top-down from global to local. In effect, you are given the false illusion of choice by these events and that every rejection of the impulse simply recapitulates an occasion for affirmation. Now, there are a few ways to avoid this repetitious experience channel. One of them is the use of sublimation. That is to say, the impulse which is sought to be affirmed can be reoriented or expressed in a different way, through the production of new narrative, artistic production or creative processes. Thus, in this fashion negation can generate through the diversion of that impulse into a separate creative process the generation of new ideas and concepts. Which is to say, that the impulse can be reoriented into the expression of some larger idea or feeling through the generation of narrative or art. Another way that one can escape the experience channel is through the creation of an out. An out is simply a pathway out of the collapse of one's consensuality for the expression of the impulse either through sublimation or merely in and of itself. Outs represent a dissonant consensuality in the same way that within a consensual space, a dissonant consensuality is produced by the rejection of an affirmational narrative. Dissonant consensualities represent parallel experiences of reality, a pathway which diverts from the intersubjective self which is founded upon the state of integration. Now, ordinarily the conjoined consensuality is defined by path parsimony. Phenomenon such as substitution, body switching and archetypal convergence represent continuity of emotional expression through path parsimony. Sublimation or the creation of an out represents path convolution. This is to say that an individual's subjective perception of reality and themselves has departed from the conjoined consensual self which others will remember. In this state, one may experience body switching or substitution pursuant to a distinct pathway, pursuant to continuity of physicality as opposed to continuity of emotional expression. Parsimony is a larger concept as well in this context. It reveals that the conjoined consensuality, the consensus reality, is defined by a pathway of the individual through the intersubjective space which accords with the manifestation of phenomenon designed to facilitate that path. It also relies upon the understanding that we are all in all, or all in one, in the sense that gateways or union between people is intrinsic to the system as a whole. In other words, the recognition of nonlinearity in one's experiences reflects one's willingness to depart from the state of integration further to the rejection of an affirmatory narrative. That isn't to say that individuals who are in the midst of a parsimonious narrative cannot recognize the nonlinearity of their experiences, but rather that they are unlikely to care given the blinding quality of their emotional effulgence, created by the continuity of emotional expression. Let me give you an example. Supposing for a second you are in love. Supposing for example, during this period in your life, the parsimonious path includes substitution and body switching to facilitate archetypal convergence with some others. This manifests in your experience as a form of emotional continuity in your relationship with that other. But you are too blinded by your passion and emotion to recognize these periods of substitution. Thus, nonlinearity is rarely recognizable in the midst of the parsimonious path. It is only in the rejection of affirmatory narratives that one recoils from the blindness perpetrated by one's irrational emotional responses. 
That's the end of the preview. If you enjoyed it, please like, comment and subscribe.